Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Just one before I die. One Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl. One successful Minnesota sports team, you guys. Uno, Uno. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, Bar Down Beauties, frequenter of Judd's Hockey Show. And over here, we've got Judd Zulgad, obviously everyone's favorite sports dad, Mr. Optimism, always bringing the positivity in the uh, very negative Minnesota sports world. And over here, we've got producer Ross Brundle. Ross, why do you love being a Minnesota Vikings fan? Because the pain lets me know I'm still alive, and the pain last night came in the form of a Green Bay Packers victory over the Chiefs. That's, you know, just like Ross wrote it up last week. He had said that this was going to be the narrative. You guys, first things first, there was no Vikings pain this week because we were on a bye, which is thrilling. How did you guys enjoy the bye week? Judd, I know you and I, we had a little, we won't say the sport that we were at because I know people don't like hearing us talking about this other sport, but there was another game, another team in Minnesota playing an athletic event yesterday afternoon. But team on an incredible hot streak that's all i'll say and it's not the timberwolves if you still haven't deducted what sport it was but yes <laughs> nothing like uh, a matinee game at the arena i'll put it that way mm-hmm. i spent Ross? the day with my buddy scott hansen also checking in on the uh or sorry that team as well and i uh, got a little cleaning done as well you know i'm a modern day danny tanner so anytime you get a chance to get some cleaning done you take advantage of it what's your favorite household chore I actually do kind of like sweeping and mopping. Okay. But you know what my favorite is? Actually, you know what? You just got me vacuuming because Mm. you can see the work getting done. Yes. You can can actually see it getting done. I love that. 100%. Judd, you got a favorite? Don lets you handle any of those things? She trusts you to handle things. Oh, I'm in charge of a lot of things here. Um, Laundry, dishes, um, vacuuming, um, sweeping especially, mopping. You know what? Mopping has been perfected now to an art where, because I I hated the old days with the bucket of water and you had to schlep Mm -hmm. it back and forth. But now you've got things you can just spritz on the floor and sort of just, it's not that hard. Like I used to think of it as a pad, Judd, the the pad. Oh, it's great. And and then there's something for hardwood floors and there's something for linoleum floors. And I just, you know, spray that down and it's pretty simple. I, got I don't mind household too. chores. <laughs> I, I love it. It's very cathartic for you, me. Very relaxing. You know the one thing I would pay to, to have done? Dust. 
See, and I, I don't mind dusting because similar to how vacuuming, you really? can see the work getting done. I well, love getting you, a little my bit of that. address because yeah. Dawn and I are not big dusters. So Get a little of that know, pledge out there and just yeah. clean wipe. We'll make a contribution to your fa- favorite uh, fund, if you would like, for some uh, dusting. <laughs> Bring the kids over. Have some fun. Oh, I'm available for a, uh, a $25 an hour non-taxable rate. I'm very cheap. Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's not that's not very cheap. I think I can do better than that. Really? Plus, if I donate to Jesse, if I donate, tax write-off. There we go. That's true. Yeah. Seems fair. I need to start a 501c. Let's make before I die a 501c3. I think the work that we hey, are doing is charitable. Us. Tis the season. Tis the yeah. season to be. Tis giving, the team. Tis the team. Uh, speaking of teams, as we indicated at the top of the show here, the Packers beating the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, much to Taylor Swift's dismay. And they are marching into the playoffs, which is exactly what we anticipated them to do. The Packers, you guys, still have the New York Giants, the Buccaneers, the Panthers. Then they meet the Vikings on New Year's Eve, following it up with the Bears, which, safe to say, kind of a cupcake-looking schedule of all things. Um, I'll take I'll take this one right away. <laughs> yeah, God. this scares me. Yep. I, I I it's I don't think the Packers are realistically going to do anything when they get there, and I do believe now they will get there. And I mentioned a few weeks ago, I don't think this is necessarily the end of the world because maybe this stops Green Bay from rethinking their quarterback situation. Where it could also maybe though be the end of the world, Judd is. What if we were all wrong and maybe Jordan Love is that, finally turning into yeah. something? And that's that is the dooms- that's the ki- yeah. That's the doomsday scenario that we and this is why I have not Jesse, you remember this last year, I would not dunk on Jordan Love. I, I talked about needing to see him play for a year or two. Well, you just I couldn't do it because I assumed what is maybe starting to happen for something that's in the universe. This is just what we get as being a Vikings fan that the Packers always have franchise quarterbacks. And it could be starting again for the third time in a row. I hope not, but it could be. This seems to be a nice building block for the Packers, Judd. Do the Vikings beat the Packers, Jesse, here when they play mm. on, what, December 31st, New Year's Eve? It's going to be pandemonium in U.S. Bank Stadium. It's going to be sloppy drunk, probably a few good <laughs> fights in the stands. Um, that's my question. Does Jordan Love come here and play like he has the last few weeks, you know, last night was pretty impressive. They certainly had their chances to lose. The officials uh, played a part in, in the game both ways with bad calls. But what do you think? Because if the Vikings can beat the Packers here, they're probably in pretty good shape unless they completely collapse elsewhere. What's your thought? I mean, there are two very different teams coming into that game, right? You look at if Jordan Love continues this hot streak, which he is the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now, no question. It's going to be really tough. I like the way the Minnesota Vikings were playing defense heading into this bye week. I think this bye week, and I know we'll talk about this in just a moment, has come at a good time. You're going to get Justin Jefferson back. You're going to figure out what you're going to do at the quarterback situation because, again, the Minnesota Vikings somewhat in limbo. Are you going to replace Dobbs? Are you going to keep riding with him and hope that some magic's still left in that towel? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't. I don't know. I want to say I don't think so. But every time last year I even slightly defended the Green Bay Packers, people told me I was a Green Bay Packers fan. I couldn't say you one are. positive thing. I'm a huge Packers fan, guys. That happens. <laughs> same thing. Same thing with well, me. But so it's going to be a true it's going to be 
incredibly hard. It's going to be a very different game. I'm excited for it because I think it does have the making to be a very exciting back and forth game, too, considering the position that both teams will be in come that New Year's Eve game. Let's just for argument's sake, say the Vikings beat Green Bay. And, and you would think that the Vikings can no matter who's at quarterback. They're still pretty good defense at home. But let's say the Vikings beat Green Bay. Does Green Bay lose another game on their schedule? I'm not so sure they do. So they're probably 10 and 7, at worst 9 and 8. Now start doing the same math for the Vikings with the schedule that the Vikings play. Can the Vikings get to 10 and 7? I don't know. It seems more likely that they get to 9 and 8. Both teams could still make the playoffs, though. Who had the NFC North sending three teams to the playoffs at the beginning of the year, Judd? It's still very likely. Well, and that's a crime against football, too. Let's not yes, let's not act is. like the North is good. <laughs> um, the conference is not good. So that, that's more going to be a, by, a byproduct of what has it been, two or three years now? The NFC South has been absolute garbage. Oh, it's I mean, disgusting. It's, just, so it's embarrassing that they have to have a team, but they do. But, um, you know, the Vikings lost to the Bears, though. So... The weird thing is, as soon as we say, well, Packers are going to run the table now, guess what? They won't. So this, this, with all of the injuries and all of the stuff, and every year, like, we, we think it's always, you know, this year is unique, but the recency bias is what causes us to think that. The reality is this league, you never know. I mean, I have no clue. The Vikings have had, like, three different seasons. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. start was, the start was like they're dead. The rebound was like, oh, they're not dead, and here they're they Super come, Bowls, yeah. and they're a playoff team. <laughs> and then the last two weeks, you know, the the Broncos lost, okay, but then the Bears lost is a terrible loss. So, I think as soon as we declare the Packers champions, they'll lose a couple of games or something like that. So I'm not, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird league. It's such a a weird week to week. You never know. What if Jordan Love gets hurt? I mean, quarterbacks. Put that out there. Can't say that. Quarterbacks all over have fallen. Kenny Pickett just had a high ankle sprain. He had surgery. He's done now. I mean, Mitch Trubisky's the 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 starter for Pittsburgh. So Joe Flacco starting games. Yeah. So you know. So who knows with Jordan Love, the way he plays, I wouldn't put it past him to get hurt. So you know, Kirk Cousins, who never gets hurt, is out. Just a lot of weird stuff. We talk about the Packers having no teams over 500 remaining on their schedule. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings, a little bit of a different story, and that starts with the Raiders coming up this weekend. Heading into, do you think this was a good time for the Vikings to have a bye, to kind of re-garnish themselves, reset themselves, if you will, right? Because like you'd mentioned, that Chicago loss was a bad loss. Forget the streaky, the losing streak as itself, but that was a bad loss that you absolutely have to regroup. If if I'm Kevin O'Connell, I'm like, you know what, guys? Let's get away from football for a week. Let's reset. Judd hates that. I know that, right? You like that? Get away from football or you want to oh, keep I'd in the football beg, mindset? I'd, I'd bag practice some. I, I don't know what the bag state is in football, but I would have been like, Again. you boys are, are going to cu- come in on Monday exactly and, and go 50. You know what? Gassers. Just a practice with nothing but gassers. I I don't know. I see. You need to. You can't burn them out. Burnout's real, I know. Judd. But what do we think? I mean, was the bye a good time, as I had had mentioned? I mean, there was a lot of things to absorb for KOC and group. And the most important question is, what are we going to see at quarterback uh, come Sunday at 3.05? Go ahead, Anybody? Russell. Uh, well, first off, I think the bye probably, you can argue it both ways. You really can. You can say it came at the worst time. You can probably make an argument that it came at the best time. As we all know, I'm Mr. Positive on this show. 
So I will find a way to tell you, I think it came at the best time. And Jesse, you kind of alluded to it at the beginning. You had an extra week because of the late bye week to know that Justin Jefferson should be back as close to healthy as he possibly can be. Don't forget, they're still waiting on Hicks to come back. It's another game. It's a game you didn't have to play with him trying to get back. Darisaw's missed some games this year. It's another week where he didn't have to play to hopefully get a bit healthy. Then you hope you can flush what happened in Chicago. To Judd's point, you have no idea what you're going to get. We like to project that we know, but you really don't. So maybe the Vikings come back, they play well, they beat the Raiders, and you feel pretty good about yourself. So I would say from that standpoint, it came at a good time. It also came at a good time, Jesse, for what you said. If you're going to make a quarterback change, you know, I know they haven't really announced anything yet. Maybe they will as soon as this podcast drops. (laughs) But it gives you extra time. I don't think they're going to either. But it gives you extra time to put that in play, get extra reps. So I would say it probably came at about the best time it could. And keep in mind, the guys that we talked about that are fighting injury, that's just the ones that we know about. Everybody's bruised. Everybody's nicked up. So from that standpoint, I think it came at a good time. It also allowed you to look now at the standings after yesterday and kind of see where everything stands and you didn't have to play. So now you kind of know what you're up against the last month of the season. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And it all went wrong, too. That schedule, it did. The, the results <laughs> on Sunday were about as bad as you could get. If you're a Vikings fan, that day sucked. Um, I prefer a bye late October or November. Like, this is a really, really late bye. But, yeah, like like a bye, the, the only bye that I think comes at a really bad time is like four weeks in, right? Like the first week of buys, first first two weeks, you don't want to basically go from training camp to play four games or something like that, and then you're off. Um, but yeah, it's a good time to regroup. The quarterback thing, really intriguing. Like, do, do you go away from Dobbs because of the turnovers against Chicago and Denver? Do you keep him because the team seemed to believe in, in him at one point? Does Nick Mullins like serve as a great replacement. Lots of questions there, but yes, as far as what Ross was saying, the rest is good. Like that, that's not going to to be a bad thing. Um, now I think the question again. I think the question is this, and this was true before. Can the Vikings in the game? Can the Vikings stop beating the Vikings? That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Can they stop turning over the football? Can they stop throwing picks? Because if they do that, I think that they could be extremely competitive. Um, if they don't, then I think they're probably dead. I mean, they might make the playoffs, but you're not going to feel good about it. No, I think since we're betting folks, since we're heading to the Las Vegas Raiders, 
I bet they come back with Dobbs. I think you give Dobbs one more shake of the can. Yes, there were terrible turnovers, but I think this is his last shot. See what he's got. See if they can do it. I think you're absolutely right, Judd. You have the team believing in him, and you have the team excited. There was a whole lot of positive rolling forward with Josh Dobbs last two games aside. Give me Dobbs. So, gun to head, boys, what are we thinking? What are we placing? Are we placing chips on Dobbs? Are we going Mullins? Or what do we think? There was, a report in the, there was a report in The Athletic from Diana Rossini yesterday who does like a, a league-wide speculation notes column, and she's pretty plugged in here that, sh- that um, she basically just tried to allude, but it seemed like it was probably sourced, that Dobbs would be the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of tor- – I'm torn here. Now, but my problem is this. So Dobbs scares me because, I mean, the turnovers are a huge problem. Like that, that's what loses you games. But that being said – you know, I think Nick Mullins might fit the profile more, and he definitely w- was in training camp. But if you and I think we did this last week, if you go through his stats, it's not like you know, it's not like he's great. Like mm-hmm. he he has his own demons with fumbles and interceptions. So the more I think about it, and with the reporting that has been done, it feels like they're going to go back to Dobbs. I don't know what I would do here. It it all scares me. But the fact is, you know. It's not like I also think that if they play Mullins, it's going to be a magic elixir. So I just think it's a I think it's a bad situation, and you probably just have to make a choice, sir. I'm yeah. going to need you to place your bet, please, please, on your chips on the table. What are you saying? It's uh, I, I'll, I'll go Dobbs now. <laughs> like I don't like it, but I'll, I'll go Dobbs because I trust the I trust that. Rossini probably talked to somebody at TCO Performance Center. So those numbers that Judd's talking about, Nick Mullins' wins and losses, you you can argue all day long what that actually means. Five wins, 12 losses, 27 touchdown passes, 23 career interceptions, a bunch of fumbles to boot as well. I continue to be a little bit opposite than Judd on this. I've actually come back around to I think it's going to be Josh Dobbs, and I think you can make the argument it probably should be he's maybe earn the right to get another crack at it with a short leash. And I'm not I'm not saying that Josh Dobbs is, or excuse me, that Jaron Hall is Josh Dobbs or that Jaron Hall is better than Nick Mullins, but I continue to think if you're going to make a change and do something different, Nick Mullins serves you no purpose. I would just go straight to Jaron Hall and see what you got. I mean, that that's how I would handle it. But that's not what NFL coaches like to do. They like the known commodity and they like the comfort factor of knowing what they'll get from Nick Mullins. So I think it's going to be Josh Dobbs, but I think he's going to have a short leash. If he throws an interception right away as a fumble, two turnovers in the first half, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a change because to what we talked about at the beginning, the Vikings are still competing for a playoff spot, and that coaching staff is going to do their best to try and get one of them. And I know that Hall got the start because he was forced to in the game after Kirk got hurt against the Packers in Green Bay. But, you know, let's be clear here. He was a fifth-round pick, and there was never an intention to start him. Correct. And, and I think if you switch to Jaron Hall right now, like if he is next man up, that's telling your players that you're taking a look at 2024. They'll they'll see that as basically throwing in the towel, right or wrong. So I think Mullins or Dobbs speaks to, oh, my God, we've got to you know still try to be competitive. I don't know that you want to put a fifth-round pick who you never intended to have to play into that jackpot right now because I think, it'll, I think it will send a message that we don't necessarily think about, but players do, which is, at least in their opinion, give them the best chance to win. Now, we can 
talk about Dobbs and Mullins all day and disagree about that. But I think as far as players are wired, that's how they think. That seems fair. The positive of all this, the one known thing, the one certainty, if you will, Justin Jefferson. He's back, baby. How do we think he's going to look in his first game? I mean, he's one of those elite athletes that doesn't need much to get him going once again. Obviously, coming back from injury, a little bit different. But how are we feeling about JJ taking the field in Vegas on Sunday? Well, Judd can answer this uh, probably much better than I can, but it's really tough to formulate a great opinion about what Justin Jefferson's going to do when you don't know what you're going to get from the quarterback. However, the quarterback who's playing is going to really like having somebody like Justin Jefferson to throw to, but if you don't trust the quarterback to get him the ball, I I can't tell you how I think Justin Jefferson's going to do. Logic tells you he should make a difference. I think he will make a difference. I don't know how much of a difference he'll make, though. If Dobbs is throwing turnovers and fumbling, or excuse me, throwing interceptions and fumbling left and right, well, it doesn't matter how good Justin Jefferson is if nobody can get him the ball. This is why O'Connell talked uh, last Tuesday, a day after the Bears loss, extensively about, I want to start the quarterback. He essentially said, I want to start the quarterback that benefits Justin Jefferson the most. And so I agree with what Ross said, but I will add this. Justin Jefferson playing will open guys up as well. And so like Josh Dobbs, let's just say Dobbs plays, his life should become easier as far as Addison being open Mm -hmm. and Osborne and Brandon Powell um, and the tight end. So while I agree that it might not pay off in a meg game for Justin Jefferson, I think it does open up the passing game more. And because of the coverage that's going to have to go to Jefferson. And if you do that, O'Connell's going to love that because of course he loves to call passes. So I think that there, I think there could be a benefit even if Jefferson's box score line is not that great. That seems absolutely fair. How do you guys feel? And we kind of touched on it already, but just to kind of solidify it, how do we feel about the Vikings chances on Sunday? And what does it mean moving forward? If they come home with an L, as you mentioned, Judd, they'll probably still make the playoffs, but you're not going to feel good about it. I mean, where are our vibes at? Where are we on this roller coaster that I've already jumped off of, reminder? Uh, but what do you think, Judd? And then, Ross, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. I think we're headed on the roller coaster of 2023 Purple. Um, I think we are headed. Where, where are, are we? Like, we're headed. Like, we're in a, another downward trend, but it's one of those small ones where you can come up quickly. Uh, I will say this since the Raiders blew out um, uh, Josh McDaniels, who was absolutely a terrible coach, and and Antonio Pierce took the job, they've played with a lot more heart. They've played a lot better football. So I think that this is far from a sure thing. Like like the Chicago thing felt like, oh, my God, it's, it's the Bears at home. You're going to beat them. Uh, I'm torn on this game who I'm going to pick. But I think if they come back and they're not playing, you know, if they come back with a loss – three consecutive defeats, you do have to get concerned because if they lose back-to-back games, if they go to play the Bengals in Cincinnati the following week, I think it's on a Saturday now, um, that's a that's got to be a concern, right? Like that's got to be a worry then because if you lose that game, now it, now the playoffs become dicey. So I, if this was McDaniels, I'd be pretty confident that the Vikings were going to win. Because it's not, I'm very curious and i'm curious to see how o'connell responds how whoever starts a qb responds and then what the difference is with jefferson being back 
Yeah, and I'm with Judd. I, I think it's really tough to formulate an opinion on this upcoming game. I lean towards picking the Raiders, but the Vikings can just as easily win the game. If they don't, Judd and Jesse, you start to look around. Okay, well, so you would be 6-7. and seven. Green Bay, we'll see what they do, but they're already 6-6. Six and six. The Rams are now 6-6. Six and six. The Seahawks are 6-6. Six and six. So you have four teams at 6-6 six and six fighting for two spots. Then there's the Buccaneers who have the tiebreaker over you at 5-7. and seven. Then there's the Saints who you have the tiebreaker over at 5-7. and seven. And then a, a, a bunch of, I guess, crap might be too kind of a way to put it behind yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's garbage. But, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> but it gets, it gets very dicey if the Vikings fall to 6-7 and seven and you start factoring in, well, they still have to play Green Bay again. We talked about that. But the Lions twice. Again, I think the number's 9. But I think a part of getting to nine is probably beating the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, then you're talking about for sure having to beat the Lions at least once, for sure having to beat Green Bay. And I know it's not going to be against Joe Burrow, but going on the road to Cincinnati is no easy task. So I think the math gets very dicey for the Vikings very quickly if they can't come home from Las Vegas with a win. So it's not a true must win. But Judd and Jesse, it sure feels like it. It feels like they have to leave Las Vegas with a victory. It's going to be a home game, though. I think there's people paying a lot of airfare oh. from the Twin Cities. <laughs> a lot of people going out there. The last I heard, I think airfare was like a thousand bucks or something, too. Oof, it got jacked up really, really quick. But yes, the Vikings will have plenty of support there. I'm not shocked that there are going to be some long weekends from folks who um, probably will return and take Monday off as well. You know what? Sometimes that happens. Sometimes there's no a little bit nope. of trouble in, in Vegas. No judgment. Uh, you know, no, not at all. Throw mm -hmm. some throw some money on red down for me. Uh, you guys, there are more comments, more hot takes coming up because I want our comments from YouTube, Mr. Roscoe. Comments from YouTube. Well, let's just go ahead and get my faux pas out of the way. Not sure how I put that up early, but thank you for uh, calling that out in our private chat, Jesse. <laughs> uh, tipping off one of our comments from Alex Anderson 477. I believe that's what it is. Alex and yeah, whatever. That We'll go with that. Hot take. Flo was hired to replace KOC in case he doesn't work out. And it looks like Dobbs is more of a reaction player than an action player. I kind of like that. I just the way, the that's way not that a that's... bad way to phrase it, but I don't <laughs> think the first thing is right. Like I know that that well, there are people right now pushing. Hey, Brian Flores should be the coach of this team. I mean, has Kevin O'Connell really done anything that you're like, you know what? I'd fire him. I mean, I've I haven't been impressed with his entire season, second season for sure. But I mean, I, I unfortunately, if you want B-Flow, I think he's going to in, end up as a head coach here, but it's not going to be here. I would completely yeah. agree. You're giving management too much credit with that maneuvering. Like, that's not yeah. at all what that was. And I don't think Flo would choose to stay here. I mean, and not to mention, way too early of an assessment to be out on KOC. Yeah. I know we've questioned a lot of his decision making, but if we're willing to give Dobbs another shot here at QB for another game... You need yeah. to give another year or two for KOC because the good things he's done for this organization and for this team far outweighs any of the questionable or questionably bad decisions he's made. Well, and then also think about when the B flow hire happens. That's coming off of a 13 and four season and a bad playoff game where I do think even the general manager and owners said, yeah, you know, I mean, 
you could kind of see it coming. So I don't I don't really agree with that at all. But I did think it was a great take. Hence, that's why we brought it up in comments from YouTube. I like the I second hear, part. The I I, I think, reaction, not an action yeah, player. He's that, a reaction player, not an knowledge. action player. That's good I, stuff. I actually like that. That's good. Yeah. There, there's another one that said, uh, well, the, the follow up on that is uh, Alex wants to see Hall the rest of the season. We have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Now that I kind of do agree with, even though I think the potential for stardom and upside is pretty low. But I do agree with that comment. Uh, the final one, you guys said you weren't going to talk hockey. You already kind of did. And now I'm going to force you to because Blue T8500 says never too much hockey talk. No worries, guys. So, Jesse, I'll start with you and we'll go to Judd. Wild takes in 15 seconds. Go. John Hines is out after this year and Kirill Kaprizov does not resign with the Minnesota Wild. What? <laughs> okay, you take my 15 seconds to explain what the hell you just said. You still got Kaprizov under contract for a little bit, but I don't think he's going to resign with your Minnesota Wild. And I think John Hines, despite having beyond this year, probably doesn't make it beyond this year for the Minnesota Wild. I don't Are you serious? To. I don't know. Yeah. You said hot why? takes. I don't why oh. not? Because we're on a winning streak. Mm. We're gonna we're no. I just that's my I mean he got a multi year contract. I don't think Craig's gonna pay him to go I don't think Craig wants to keep paying all these salaries. Yeah. Uh my hot take I should, my could, hot take is I should be producing Judd's hockey show if I'm going to get those out of her. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. It's the truth bomb. Remember what happened the last time I truth bombed? It came to fruition. What What did you truth bomb? Capel Kacknam would be traded for a new goalie. Oh, that's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, my hot take is John, John Hines behind the bench at the start of next season to combat <laughs> Jesse's hot take. Fair. See all what right, well, that, that's all I have for your wild takes. That's all I have for comments from YouTube. Kaprizov not coming back. Ooh, yeah. what, what was going to excite him? Watch Judd's Hockey Show on Wednesday. We could dive into this because I've got no, we, on it, right? No, you we know? should. Yeah. I, I mean, you cover him every day. So I, I'm more interested in that take than I'm like, it's not right. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, you know what? Before I die, we'll probably stop talking hockey on this show, but probably not. Uh, but speaking of, let's get into our Before I Dies to wrap up this week's episode of Before I Die. It's time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their <clears throat> Before I Dies. All right. Who, who's got Jesse? a burning one? Who's starting? I started last time, so. I can start, but the problem is... It goes down that checklist. Last week, one of our lovely audience members was like, oh, these are the three things that Jesse talks about. And I just recognized that that is completely accurate because my first <laughs> one was going to involve me crap talking my children. So I'm going to think about that for another moment. Ross, why don't you start? <laughs> Mine's fairly simple. A lot of people I saw this over the weekend during the college football games. I agree with it. I think we all universally agree with it. The uh, chest pass that we're doing for these Dr. Pepper challenges needs to be eliminated or their bar needs to be higher. This is football, okay? You're either throwing it like it's a football or do the shovel pass where you actually have to flick the wrist. This basketball chest pass is out. No more. That seems fair. That's before I die. No I'll more. Go, I'll and go off of that. The first person that did it should be should be tried for treason. 
off of the college football. Wow. I want the college football playoff committee to be gone forever and ever and ever and shoot them into oblivion because of the egregious mistakes that they made this year of the beers past. Like, Jesse, Iowa State wasn't getting in this year. Oh, but that's not fair. <laughs> but Brock's, I mean, if their name Brock was Alabama, it would have been fine. You know, that's if their true, name actually. was Alabama. Like, that's the thing. Like, She's not wrong. It's just dripping in, like, the political fervor and, like, your favoritism. And it's just kind of... It's, it, I'm not saying I'm a huge Seminoles fan by any stretch of the imagination, but that is egregious. That is an absolutely ridiculous selection. But it just goes to the count of all the ridiculous NCAA moves and all of the college football playoff. Like, it's just between that and the NCAA, like, there needs to be a dramatic change in the way it's all operated at the college level. Before I die, that's what I need to see. I'm willing to take over. I'm willing to hop in and fill in where it's needed. I think they could use my type of attitude to fix things. 12 teams next year do anything for you or is it still the same no, problem? Still the same problem. It's going to still be the same problem. We all know Really, this. you think? I think so. But I mean, team 13 that gets left out, who gives a crap? It's a At little less. Point, just go home. I... <laughs> You I say like that unless it. it's the Gophers, and then we're, no, we're fighting in Dinky No, town. no, no. Then, <laughs> then the Gophers don't deserve it. And you know what? The thing, too, is um, if this can actually eat up bowl games and t- turn them into, like, playoff games, good for mm-hmm. them. But, you know, college sports, college sports is the most crooked thing of all time, too. That, so that's the thing. We talk about it like, oh, this is for the kids. No, since when is since when has this group of adults gave a crap about the kids? It's about the bottom line, and they make a ton of money, and they don't care. Um, before I die, here's what I want to do. I want to revamp football officiating to get some level of consistency, especially the National Football League, because that's where it's most important. And to end this, just countless, everybody calls, makes their calls um, as they feel like it, subjective, willy-nilly. And, and, and here's my starting place. I want the rule book. Because I want to tear about half of it up. They got they're they're calling for those people to look for more fouls that don't mean a damn thing, right? But I mean, can we not define pass in- interference? And I'm willing to give the defensive players more leeway here. It's ridiculous, but I mean, nobody knows what if the, the guys who officiate now and a bunch of the really good ones, of course, quit and went went to TV because a they make more as rules officials, and B, it's easier. But, you know, that Packers-Chiefs game last night was just the latest example. These guys have no idea what to look for. They're so confused because the rule book is like an encyclopedia. <laughs> I want to clean this up, and I think it's very doable, one, by not putting a premium on offense as, as much, which the league wouldn't do because they love offense. But two, you can't have people looking for every little small infraction. And as I've always said, what drives me crazy is this comes from a rules committee that meets in March in a great locale, probably Palm Springs or, you know, some warm, some resort. And they look at replays of things and they're like, we should do this. We should do that. Like, for instance, next year, these idiots are going to try to take out this essentially (laughs) hip tackle because guys are being hurt now. Um, Okay. How do you legislate that? How do I throw a flag on, like, literally what they've taken tackling? They're trying to kill tackling. Mm-hmm. The so, full weight 
of the on the quarterback is still yeah. one of the most ridiculous things and you've ever they seen. don't even call that much now like they just ignore that one that's the other thing but but this whole thing about if you this new technique to tackle which by the way is in because we're afraid of concussions they're going to try and take that out we need to get this right and unfortunately too people are going to get hurt it's football Unless you want to go to flag football, people are going to get hurt. We can't legislate injury out of the game. I agree. Well, I think, Judd, to your point, not to belabor it, it's the consistency. It's the lack of consistency, which just lends itself to the lack of actual knowledge of the rules, clearly by said officials, right? Like, that's Correct. where you're messing up. I'm all for human error and mistakes, but the ones that we've seen this year, even last year, have been game changers, absolutely. And it's unacceptable for that level of sport to be so hindered by um by non-knowledge or not understanding the rules appropriately like they should could any of this be cleaned up judd if you put an emphasis on getting former players as officials not even saying that they would do it but if you've played the game and let's say you had a three or four year career as a journeyman running back maybe practice squads here and there or receiver Would that help a little bit with the understanding and the interpretation of the rules in the game? It might, but I think it starts by essentially going through the rule book with a fine tooth comb and getting rid of things. Mm -hmm. Because we, I mean, they keep adding these rules. It's like, guys, this is football. Really, unfortunately, like, I'll say this. I am all for protecting people's brains, okay? But as far as their bodies go, I'm not going to put in a rule that you can't tackle a guy a certain way because there's been more uh, in injuries when it's not a cheap hit. It's a form of tackling that's in here because we're trying not to hit guys in their heads, right? Like it's one thing if it's uh, if it is a if a cut block, right? Like like if I go for a guy's knees, but if I literally can't use an art form of tackling. What, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Like, what's the tackle? And, and you're going to call me for 15 yards? And by the way, a certain crew is going to get that, but another crew is not. So, yes, I think <laughs> I think former players actually could help, but I think this also is that these guys in suits and, you know, in, in $1,000 suits uh, drinking margaritas with cigars need to be told <laughs> no. Like, that's where former players should get involved. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want owners involved. I don't even want the commissioner that involved because he doesn't know any, any more than we do about the sport. Also, when it comes to reviews, can't they all just be done in that command center or whatever we're calling it? Do we really need the guy talking with somebody staring at a 19-inch TV? Yeah. The guys well, now that- we got guys up in the press box, too, that chime in. But we don't like to talk about them. Like, like they're sort of hush hush, but once in a while they'll call down and I'm, I'm all for trying to get it right. My frustration is I don't think anyone understands what right is. That's probably true. We Marquez still don't Valdez know what Scant- catch Scantling got mugged last <laughs> night. He mm-hmm. got mugged. Okay. So, but the, the letter of the law and, and Pat Mahomes got drew a, uh, what essentially an illegal hit yep. called that wasn't was an inbounds. illegal hit. And and it wasn't a cheap hit. (laughs) Like he literally just met him body on body. It wasn't some type of head hunting. Like that's the thing is worry about things like head hunting. But you got to let some of this stuff, you got to just take it out. So no one's thinking to call it. I could literally talk about this for another half an hour with you guys. (laughs) But I, I, I know we should probably leave it here because I have issues with how we 
legislate or don't legislate targeting in college football. Oh, yeah. That's another. That, that's yeah. a whole other one. 100%. And that, and that's another one. I'm all for protecting brains, too. But I think there's also ones where you can clearly see a player tried to do that yes. versus a player accidentally did that. Or it was actually the player that we gave targeting to. It was actually the contact was initiated by the offensive player. Yeah. You know, so I think there's a lot that we could do there, too. But I'm just going to be quiet and let Jesse do her thing. Hey, you know, let us know. Don't be quiet in the comments. We love to hear your guys' thoughts, takes, all of it. Uh, and as always, be sure to check out all of our Minnesota Vikings content over on Purple Daily. We've got Timberwolves. We've got Wild. We've got even a little bit of Twins chatter here and there, all on Score North, your favorite one-stop shop for Minnesota sports, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, thanks for another great week. Skull Vikings on Sunday. Hennepin!